1: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, in more. Thanks for listening to the show. Big event coming up, September 21, Saturday in San Jose at the Rotary Center. Seventh floor. That's kind of a key thing to remember, because there's nothing on the downstairs. Second floor, third floor, fourth floor. Uh, there is a restaurant on the downstairs, but I won't be in it. I'll have breakfast there, because I love breakfast. Breakfast for lunch. Mmm, boy. Sweet. Sweet leaf, as my college roommate Mike Tyson, heavyweight chain smoker of the world, once said, um... And if anyone knows Mike Tyson, heavyweight chain smoker of the world, I would love touch base. Um, One of the things I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy like that. Remember, remember how great Mike Tyson was for a period of your life? If you're 45, 50, 55, this dude was crazy. When he was 18, he had boxed like every 45 days. You can't do that. And he would terrorize the person he was fighting, terrorize him and knock him down. Oh my, my, my. But I digress. I remember when I was 18 ish, I didn't want to pay for the Mike Tyson fights. So in the back pages of a gentleman's magazine, there was how to buy a cable decoder. And that's one of the first lessons I learned about money is that if you steal cable TV, woohoo, life is good. Um, All your friends come over, they bring the beer. You're like, yeah, I got the Mike Tyson fight. And you don't bother to tell them that you're a criminal stealing cable TV. I don't even know if they do that anymore. I don't even know if you could buy the technology that, that decodes stuff. But back then, you could. And uh, that's a financial lesson, right? There's financial lessons in everything we do. Um, if, you had, if you were watching Game of Thrones and you got HBO, Go, cut it. Turn it off. It's over. And for the record, you can share HBO Go passwords with two or three other people. But I'm adult now, and I don't steal stuff. You know they are making it an HBO uh, Game of Thrones prequel, and I gotta say, kind of excited. What a show that was! When did it jump the shark, though? What a show! The first season, you're like, did it end that way? It was slow and grinding. I can tell you when it ended, when the show became suck. It just sucked. Was when the dragon knocked down the wall. And then it was like, oh, wait, they're in Westeros that quick. Oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The dragon ducks down the wall in case you haven't seen it. I probably shouldn't have done that. There's probably some people reading the books. With that said, there's so many ways to look at money. There's so many ways to look at investing. And one of the things that I try to do is to do it in a cute approach that, you know, isn't intimidating. I went to financial seminars. I've seen what is presented It's horrible, and typically it's intimidating. There's a guy, I don't want to bring up his name, but he he, he spends a ton of money on a sports channel, and he intimidates you. He basically calls you stupid. He calls you an idiot. He says if you don't roll over your 401k into his annuity. You're dumb. I've seen people say, um, okay, who wants to sign up for the next course? This one was free, but the next one's $4,000. It's like sitting at the small person's table versus the big parent's table. You're at the small person's table. Now, do you want the mentorship? Just hearing the word mentorship, you're out. You're out. If I want to be a Buddha or a guru, the Buddha or guru that I'm going to be is a love Buddha. I want to sit on top of a mountain and tell people, go make love. Be sexy with yourself. Be comfortable in your own skin. I don't want to be a financial guru. But I guess I'm kind of a financial guru being on this show. Um, Happy couples can talk about money. Period. Period. If you can't talk about money, don't get married. If you can't talk about money, don't have kids. That's my opinion. I'm kind of sticking with it. Um, Conversations before major decisions is important. And I go out all the time. I don't go out all the time. I'm lying. I don't have friends and I don't really have couples that I care about. In fact, I tend to hate most couples. Um, And that's just true. I just don't like people is what it comes down to. But years ago, I was out with another couple whom we can call Bob and Sue. And during the meal, we started discussing money, the stock market, goals and dreams for your family. Typical stuff, right? And then we started talking about retirement. And I I realized, like, I got to shut up because this guy has his own little vision of what it is. And he happened to be a, he used to be one of those people that was kind of a big deal when Yahoo was around. (laughs) Times have changed, my friend. Yahoo's gone. So now basically he works out of his home. Nothing wrong with that. Figured out. But you ain't all that in a bucket of chicken. I'm all that in a bucket of chicken. So what was interesting about watching this couple, and they're both overweight. I'm not saying anything negative about people who are overweight. I've struggled with weight my whole life. I'm considered what I would consider puffy. Um, Not fat, not skinny, puffy. Big bone. (laughs) But this couple had been together for years. And they couldn't talk money to each other. They couldn't talk money out loud without like stepping on each other's opinion. Now, Chad deals with client relationships where he can do tough love and say, this is what you're doing inefficiently. This is what we will do more efficiently. I try to get down like to the basics, to the nuts and bolts on talking money. Um, so to me, the goal is to get you to retirement so that you can live from 60 to 100. And I say this with love. I met someone who had a grandparent once. I don't have grandparents. My grandmother had Old Timer's disease. But I once met someone who had grandparents who the granddad would put $5 bills in each hand and asked the daughters to pick. And no matter what, you won. Or he'd put a full-size sneaker bar in both hands, and no matter which one you picked, you won. For the record, fun-size sneaker bars not fun. And I should file a lawsuit against Mars candy bars for that garbage they're pushing on us but couples should have something going on as far as conversation goes um i once found out that a loved one had overdraft fees and i'm like you can't have overdraft fees you're in love with rob black the the money guru you can't have overdraft fees four hundred dollars of overdraft fees wow so set a spending threshold i think is super important and again, first date or maybe second date, you got to look at each other's credit report. If you get engaged, look at each other's credit report. Before you get engaged, say, honey. And like you could take her down to the end of the beach and on a pier and you're dressed up. And she's like, this is the day. This is the day where he's going to pop the question and, and get on a knee. And she's like, get super excited and say, I need to see your credit report. We need to go to annualcreditreport.com right now and we need to look at it. I'll show you mine, you show me yours. And that's very sexy. When you both get to undress in front of each other, and I'm not talking naked, not skin, I'm talking financially undress, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty empowering too. If you can't financially undress in front of someone, don't get married. Consider a divorce. I'm telling you, it's problematic. So I say have some sort of spending limit on a monthly basis so that you don't break a budget because then you get resentment then you hold sex back from each other because it's a weapon. I think you need to talk about education, whether they have student loans or whether your kids are going to have student loans. Um, I supported myself and paid for school through scholarships. Um, I've seen people get married into $40,000 of student debt, and then it's a problem. I'm not saying you don't get married. I just say before you do, you go, when we're married, I'm going to pay my student debt and you're going to pay your student debt can't do that you can't get married where do you live do you rent a small apartment that's cute and you go out every night or do you get a big house and cook in every day i don't know these are money conversations that you gotta have and i've seen couples fight 20 years married i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more who pays for vacations find me online at rob black show big seminar coming up sign up at robblackshow.com want the podcast with music Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Um, I'm Rob Black. Big event coming up. You can sign up for it at Rob Black Show. Sometimes Back. I'm in San Jose, sometimes I'm in Palo Alto, sometimes I stay on the peninsula a lot. That's where the biggest density of people are. And to get people to sit down for two hours to, talk, to listen to talk money, it's difficult. But I promise if you come, you'll learn something. And because you're radio, I, I waive the fee. Uh, I love radio so much more than TV. The radio audience is so smart. There's stuff I know, there's stuff I don't know. I know about money, I know about investing, I know about saving. And I, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be like better than you. I don't like to invest in gold. I don't think gold has a job, I don't think there's gold 2.0. I just got a new wireless router that's got like three streams and it's got something called mesh in it. Now 10 years ago I knew exactly what my router did. Now I don't care as long as it works. You should hear me on tech support. And they're like, have you tried doing this? I'm like, I don't have hands. (laughs) I'm trying to plug it in with my nose. Just so they could do everything they can to get it as simple as possible for me. Say what? So there's stuff that I know. There's stuff that I don't know. One thing that I don't know, and I was talking to my producer about this during the break, is placenta. I know you're saying, isn't that a place in Southern California? No, 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 no. It's an organ in your body, and in the South, it's a big thing to plant your placenta.
0: No way.
2: Well, it's not an organ in your body. It's an organ that kind of div- grows in your body, and a baby grows in it, and it's filled with nutrients because your baby has to have nutrients to live, right? And there's something called placenta trees, and you basically name the tree whatever your kid's name is. Let's say you name your kid Godwin. Don't name your kid Godwin. Don't name your kid Bruno. Don't name your kid Godwin.
1: Are you crazy?
2: And yeah, you placenta trees. I know nothing about that. I'm sure Oprah Winfrey, who's come to the Chase Center, knows everything about it. I, I pity people who go see Oprah Winfrey. I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll be the first one to say I, I have no tolerance for who's that guy, the big lurchy guy, Robbins, Tony Robbins. Um. Oh, yeah. He's the guy who sends out handlers to pick out hot women for him. <laughs> Stories out there, bud. Um I, I just have, if you need to be self motivated by a coach, I think you're in trouble, in my opinion. I like Oprah Winfrey on a lot of levels. I think she empowered a lot of women. I think she's done a lot of good things, but spending 60, 80 bucks to hear a talk, come on, you're just, you're just milking your audience at that point in time. I know she, her time is worth money. You know the best story about Oprah Winfrey, I can tell you? Disney's going to open up a ride for Oprah because she's so powerful and so intrusive in people's lives. It's going to be called Oprah Mountain. <laughs> No, that's not true. Don't sue me, Disney. Don't sue me, Oprah. Um, thing that I like about Oprah Winfrey was that she was a talk show host in Baltimore. And rumor has it, the sto- the myth has it, that she was dating Ebert from Siskel and Ebert or she was dating Siskel. Siskel is the skinny one who died and Ebert's the one who had like jaw cancer or whatever it was. And his face got all crazy looking. Stuff happens like that in the world. And um, one of them said, you know, it is the Ebert. It was the fat one. Um, and I say that lovingly just so you remember who one of them had no hair. And one of them was, and they're were like, we're sitting at the movies. Um, he said, you should do what we did and syndicate your own show. So instead of working for ABC in Baltimore, she basically got enough money together, enough talent, enough production company. And she syndicated her own show and billions of dollars later, she's one of the richest people on the planet. So that's out there. Um, big events always coming up when there are events coming up you can sign up for them at rob black show rob black show and use code radio 25 to get in for free um i'm always looking for angles on investing i'm always looking for stories um, to teach you mistakes that we make so don't be shy about making mistakes there's i've got a list of 100 things that i believe in one of them is sometimes you take a pie in the face and sometimes you're hip deep in pie i love pie I don't mind making mistakes as long as my body doesn't break in the process, which again, the mistake I don't want to make is skydiving. You're not going to get me skydiving. You make a mistake there and you're not hip deep in pie. Um, you know what I'm saying? 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. So placenta tree, never, ever, ever thought I would talk about a placenta tree live on the air. Um, one of the things I talk about at my seminars is building wealth in your forties and fifties. And that's really going to be the sweet spot for you. It's kind of nice because if you're a professional athlete, you've got about three years to be good at what you do. And it's about 23 to 26 for most people. Um, if you're a professional lover like Valentino, it's probably 18. If you're a man, women, Oh, you got a much better time shelf, but investing, you kind of get to learn from some of your mistakes, in your twenties. What mistakes did you make in your 20s? I can tell you mine. I thought money led to love. I spent way too much money. Um, I've recently been thinking about some of my exes. And uh, one of the ones that my exes just celebrated her 25th wedding anniversary. We're friends on Facebook. She is the one person I adore to look at her Facebook. I have no problem that she went on. I have no problem that she's got kids. I got no problem that she has a husband. I don't hold grudges like that. But she watercolors. She's found something that makes her happy. And you know what? She's damn good at it. So that's something you need to find in life: something that you're damn good at, something you're passionate about. Don't everything should fall into place if that's the case. There's a guy that I work with in radio who he t- tends to like the sweet leaf, I believe, um, the, the marijuana, the Mary Jane, the weed. All right, all right, all right. And his passion is helping other people kind of like experience it without like the sticky icky, the big joint or th- whatever. So, like, he sells grinders, and so he can you can grind the leaf or something like that. I don't know everything I'm talking about here. He sells gear that goes with it, so that if you do grow your own, so I don't even know. But he goes to trade shows, and one day he's either going to hit a big or he's going to retire and having done what he's always wanted to do. And my advice to him is make sure you save money, because that's a hobby that may not turn into a job. Got a guy a friend guy who loves Oakland A's. He's called the Dog Man. He's there every game. He makes pots for a living. He sells pots on the you know uh, markets, um, town town events kind of thing. As he's gotten older, he's gotten arthritis. So sometimes you got to watch your hobbies, if you know what I'm saying. But you always have to save. You always have to save. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter at Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show. I saw these guys before they were big. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or kdow.biz.
1: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Hello, hello. Hello. So I got a Bumford and Son story. They're coming to the Chase Center. They're one of the first bands to open it up. I don't want to see them. I've seen them before. I saw them in 2010. One of my passions is live music. And um, one of the things about the internet is really cool is there's a lot of people who write about their passion being music. And I like finding bands before they're big bands. And I've got a great Dave Matthews story. I've got a great Hootie and the Blowfish story. I know you're saying Hootie sucks. I know, I know, I know. Some of them are hits and some of them are misses. But the Bumford and Sons song, our story goes, it was 2010, it was October. And they're playing at a very, like, the Warfield or one of those really small venues, all things considered in San Francisco. But there was enough of a buzz on them because there was enough blogs out there like, this is an up-and-coming band, you should see them before they're big. And, um... So, crowd is loving it. Yeah, this is one of the songs from the first album. And uh, the crowd's getting into it. And then in between songs, like they're tuning their guitars or whatever. And people in San Francisco, being people in San Francisco, we haven't won a World Series forever. And we got these concert tickets long before we thought we were going to be in a World Series. And uh, the crowd starts chanting, let's go Giants. And everyone's going, let's go Giants because everyone was looking at their phone and seeing the sports update there is like behind 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 and they surged and won the game or something like that I, mean, I always will remember Marcus Mumford leading Mar- uh, Mumford and Suns go Whoa, what, what, what's going on who are these Giants so he's kind of faux English like I think he was born in Colorado but grew up in London and he just had this cockney accent that wasn't like Whoa, who are these Giants With that said, Eddie Money dead. He's got two tickets to a dirt nap. Too soon? Too soon? Never was a big fan of Eddie Money. You know who I'll I'll give you a tip? Behave yourself. AJR. Now, I don't like AJR on the radio. This This is one of those things that this is how things change. I like AJR on YouTube. Because on YouTube now you can get them at a radio station. Good this is make me interesting at parties. So AJR three brothers, I wanna say from long Island. One's like Andy, one's James, one's Robert. I love the idea of brothers in a band together. If you have boys or if you have girls, don't let them fight with each other. They're gonna know each other for the rest of their life. And they'll go through wives, they'll go through college friends, they'll go through high school friends, but they're going to know each other for life, so I love the idea. So I'm going to go see AJR in um, Red Rocks, because I can see him in San Francisco at the Bill Graham Civic Center, but what's the experience there? Now, this is their first, second big album. Listen to this. How fun, right? Very loose. I don't like that the lead singer wears like a Russian fur hat on his head, and that's his thing. I'm like, that's a cute shtick, but it ain't my shtick. But what I was trying to get at is things change. You used to have to listen to FM radio to hear new music. The 105 station, the 97 station, whatever it was, they would have the new music, and they'd be like, new no music Saturday nights. And now you can go on YouTube or Apple Music or Spotify and, and find out the alternative, the A-list, as it's called. Um, and again, what I like is I want the alternative versions i don't want the mainstream radio cuts. I have no interest in them, so for instance, um I have satellite radio because i 'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I have many leather bound books. I drink fine scotch and uh i'm
0: very important
2: I'm very important, but you need to remember that please um
1: I'm kind of a big deal
2: but there's a public school in New York, and the schools in New York are like p one fifty two p one fifty um they don't have creative names like um, Ellen Hancock School of Elementary for stupid kids. <laughs> like They don't have like creative names, right? I know you're saying say, that's a veiled threat, or that's a veiled joke at Ellen Hancock, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, but if you go on YouTube, you can put in their name, and you'll see them playing at a school. And the P-152 kids have a choir. So they bring in big rock and roll hacks. The music director brings these guys in. And he has the choir to do the backups and the, the you know sing-along parts. Um, really, really cool to me. Again, if you want playing, listen to the radio. If you want to find some cool stuff, like when I got to know Imagine Dragons, I want to say there's a station up in Seattle. I don't even know where it is, called KEXP. And they basically did acoustic versions of songs. I'm into that. Weezer did one on the Woody show. Yes, there you go. This is okay. But when you get it acoustic, I like it. Um, the Woody Show, which was just on K Fog, I think, who just went down in radio, um, they had Weezer, and Weezer did some acoustic stuff for them. Weezer just announced this week that they're going to be doing a, a show this summer or in 2020 with Fallout Boy and Green Day. Now, here's my thought I, I consume lots of alcohol when Fallout Boy's on. <laughs> I want to see Weezer and Green Day. Are you with me or against me? I don't know. You're saying you'll wear a diaper during the Green Day portion and during the Weezer portion, right? I will. Fallout boy. But anyway, now I'm totally digressing. Building wealth in your 40s and 50s, it's a great time to do it. If you wait till you're 40, you're probably going to work till the day you die. Um, there's a lot of really simple investment rules. First and foremost, I think you should buy indexes till you have $100,000 first before that i think you should max out your 401k and get it up to whatever you want get it up to a retirement level stocks are for snobs stocks are for people who you don't have to own a stock it, it you think you're smarter than the system when you own a stock i'm smarter than the system i'll agree to that but at the same time i've also been burned by stocks i've never been burned by an index fund never how's that for a batting record not bad I am very much so an active investor. I, I subscribe to the, uh, who was that old man, Warren Buffet? Um, he's alive. Warren Money, any money dead. He's got two tickets to a dirt nap. Um, never mind. Be, hey. But Warren Buffett once said, treat yourself with respect, essentially. Pretend you only have 20 stocks that you can ever buy in your life. It's a punch card called stocks. Every time you buy a stock, you're done. That's one out of 20. That's two out of 20. That's three out of 20 you'll find that you start making far fewer mistakes. Warren Buffett once said something like, if you only had one car and it had to last your whole life, you'd take much better care of it, wouldn't you? I kind of think you only have one body, you should take care of it. I kind of think your investments have to get you from age 60 to 100. So you better do a good job nurturing that nest from 20 to 60. I like to rebalance my index funds and mutual funds in my 401k. I like selling my winners to subsidize my losers because I really do believe that large cap, Small cap, mid-cap, value and growth do well over time. And that's my categories in my 401k. Large cap, mid-cap, small cap. And then I have two versions of each of those. Large cap, growth, large cap value. Small cap, growth, small cap value. So I have six basic ideas. And then I throw in a seventh. Here's the curveball, ladies and gentlemen. International. When I saw Nina do ninety-nine loofed balloons, do you remember that moment in your life where you saw Nina do 99 loof balloons? And there's like 99 red balloons? the american version and then you hear the german version and you're like holy mackerel that just floored me and it's on mtv let's see do we get the english or do we get the german let's see okay. german possible awesome. there's a moment on mtv where she lifts her arm and she's got hairy armpits and you're like no she's wearing black leather she's sweaty And I'm just a stupid American kid who grew up with, like, magazines that showed me what was beautiful. But she's beautiful. So you have to have some international. So large-cap growth, large-cap value, mid-cap growth, mid-cap value, small-cap growth, small-cap value. And some international. Because you got to have some German in there. And some Nina, right? It makes your music collection better. Do you remember when you had, like, you made a, a tape for a friend of the other sex? And you'd throw, like, on Nina and they'd go, that's cool. And the moment she said, that's cool you felt like your ego, ego sore. Your ego sore like an ego, not like an ego. Let go of my ego. So, But wait, wait, wait. wait there's one more curveball. You need one more type of investment in your 401k. And this one's boring. I'm throwing away bonds. I'm saying no bonds. And that's irresponsible of me. And I know that. Fair enough to say? I know that I'm being irresponsible. As I get older, bonds will become more important. But the one more curveball is some sort of income. Um, My producer came in and he he owns essentially a trailer park house with, uh, how shall we say, no plumbing. So he has to replace the septic tank. And I'm like, so how much is tenants leaving after years and years and years of being there? He's got a property management who's helping him. And it's not a trailer park, but it could be. Anything in Alabama, Huntsville is probably labeled trailer park because God hates trailer parks. And Lord knows hurricanes and tornadoes land in Huntsville all the time. That's right, maybe You have a black Sharpie done by the presidential uh, <laughs> the States Weather Foundation. It definitely hits Alabama every time. Um, what was I trying to say? Oh, his income on it, he's like, I'm like, if it's worth $100,000, you need to be making $3,000 a year. You need that 3% return. The income is important to me on your investment. Same thing with your portfolio. You're going to put $100 into your 401k, I need you to have something that's getting 3% in good times and bad times. You need some income. It could be in REITs, real estate investment trusts. It could be in bonds. It could be in corporate bonds. It could be in high quality. It could be in junk. I'd blend all five of them. So there's my nine ninety nine roof balloons, starting with alternative music at AJR. Oh, let's see where we go next. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW
1: radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. A
2: little more AJR. They've got another song called I'm Weak. There's only be four or five that you like, but that's probably all you need in a concert, right? What's cool about it is they all play multiple instruments. I think uh, one thing I hate about California is public school systems. Music is an alternative and it's so underfunded, like ukulele is a uh, instrument. That's so uncool. I played drums in high school. Uh, I know you're saying you're cool. Yeah, <laughs> you that's for another story. But I think it, it does help you learn to count and it does help you learn to think, you know, start and finish. And that's kind of what investing is all about, in my opinion. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. There's always events coming up, and there's one coming up right now. You can learn more by going to robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. Um, I try to make these events non-stressful and non-I'm smarter than you. There's a guy who does a radio show. I don't know if he's on the station or not. Maybe I do, but I'm just not saying. But he goes, do you know what to do in a good market? Do you know what to do in a bad market? Does your financial planner know? If he doesn't, then you don't have a financial planner. (laughs) I've known this guy for a long time, and let's just put it this way. He wasn't a financial planner when he started. He sold commodities, and he got a big fat commission check every time you basically made a mistake. So he's evolved. Fidelity flies him around in a private jet. That's not cool, in my opinion. Bill Gates was once uh, approached on a plane, and uh, the person goes, I can't believe you're in coach. I can't believe you're, maybe it was in first class. Because what do you think? I'm the Queen of England, which is kind of a funny line coming out of Bill Gates. Bill Gates has a new show. Not he doesn't have a new show, but Netflix has a new show coming out about him. I can't wait to look for, at it. And I come from a different perspective. Like when I moved to California, there was two license plates that I once saw. One was AOL SUX, um, and one was or something like that. You've got mail. And one was Microsoft socks, MSFT socks. And I was like, man, Californians hate Microsoft and America Online. And I get it. When I moved to California, it was 2000, and AOL was in its dying moments of the Internet. Um, even though I, to this day when I see someone send me an email with an AOL address, I, I, I snicker. I'm like, you haven't changed your address? Well, well I just haven't gone around to it. Um, but Bill Gates in Japan is a, like, he's a guru. He's a god. In the United States, he's like part of the evil empire. A couple of years ago, when I was doing this show, every time you talked about Microsoft, yep, Mike's one step ahead of me. My regular producer is on vacation, and I get Mike, which he's thinking the same way I am. You can make a lot of money being an evil empire. I'm glad that he is who he is because he's given a lot of money to charity and he's very thoughtful about it. At one point in time, Bill Gates wanted to cut down on the world population. And essentially what he wanted to do was give out birth control. And then he had a change of heart. He's like, that's probably not the best way to do it. So I know in the, the um, Netflix special, one of the things that he's given money to, and his company, his investment company, his foundation owns 10% of John Deere. That's an endorsement for John Deere because I think Bill Gates is pretty smart. But I've got a friend who works in the charity world getting emergency pl- supplies to hurricane relief, Ebola relief, Mexico City earthquake relief. And I was told that a couple years ago, the Clinton Foundation didn't really like the Bill Gates Foundation. And both foundations hated whatever government they were working with because they're always corrupt. So if you want to like solve famine in Ethiopia, you go to Ethiopia. And you have to say, okay, we're, we've raised some money and we've got some... you know. We're going to put in some systems to help you, you know, uh, plant trees and stuff like that and change the soil. And the Ethiopian officials would show up like seven hours late to a meeting just to screw with you and forget about being a woman in Ethiopia. (laughs) Government officials think you are like free to touch. Um, So what what I found interesting was that the Bill Gates Foundation fought with the uh, Bill Clinton Foundation. I don't know why I find that funny. Um, but they didn't get along and, you know, they will they have a lot of waste. Well, they have more waste than we have waste. But I just want to set the record straight. I miss her. Do you remember Hillary running for president and like she'd lose her voice? i you go, I'm now back to be, to be- <laughs> like, what is that? Is that Gollum from from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> that voice.
0: I'm now back to being an activist citizen and part of
2: the resistance. Um, Retail shit, a a couple things I always look for. First Friday of every month, jobs report. I can sit here and preach to you about inflation and productivity. I could talk about earnings per share. I could tell you, you know, Apple's balance sheet is a little different when you're looking at the services versus the hardware, the average selling prices. We can get into the minutiae if you really want to. But the number one thing for the U.S. stock investor, for the 401k person, the guy who wants to go home and and grill up a, a placenta this weekend or a steak maybe this weekend... On oh, the barbie. my, my, my. Oh, a steak on the barbie. Um, jobs. Thursday, every Thursday gives you that first time unemployment number. And when you see that number starting to hit 300,000, if it starts going from 250 to 270 to 275 to 300, you know that we're going to hit a recession sooner than later. Because next thing is how many people are employed and not employed. And it all comes down to if you're employed, you spend your paycheck and you speculate, and you eat out, and you support the economy. So I can make things simple for you. That's what I try to do at all my seminars, make it simple for you. You can sign up for the next seminar right around the corner by going to robblackshow.com. It's Show. Use the code radio25. A couple are coming up, and uh, I'll try to keep that updated as much as I can. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Um, I really do appreciate what I do. Thumbs up. Talk to you soon